0: Chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to pick up at verse 13 this morning. As I mentioned, the 12, first 12 verses, I preached on that a few months ago for Advent. So we're just going to pick up on verse 13. will give you just a little bit of context here. Uh, this, this proverb also includes the words, My son. Uh, and so there's this direct address that has been written down. And, and it's Solomon telling his son... Hey, son, these are the things you've got to know. This is important for you as you lead the kingdom, as you're a young man. Um, and so the last couple of Proverbs, fatherly advice, um, and he's talking about wisdom and understanding. Uh, he says, find it, obtain it. Don't let it leave you. Take hold of it. Hold fast to it. Guard it. Store it up. Search for it. He's basically saying, son, be smart. <laughs> as a dad... I wish I had a dollar for every time I said son what were you thinking what were you thinking he's saying son think on these things set your heart and your mind to know the Lord and there's a bit of a shift here in Proverbs 3 from this push uh, knowledge in a general sense I feel like the father is saying here's why here are several reasons why it's so important that you know god that you study him we started sunday school this morning and i I felt more pressure about teaching sunday school than i have about preaching anywhere and part of it is just this idea of okay people are going to sit here and they're going to say what do we need to know and i'm supposed to tell them what they need to know um why is it so important that's what he is getting at here in chapter three um There are three dangers to the fire swamp. (laughs) Three dangers to the fire swamp, right? What's the first one? Lightning sand, right? Lightning sand is the first danger of the fire swamp. The second one, fire spurts. Third one, absolutely. R O U S S. Princess Buttercup tells Wesley, what about the R O U S S And Wesley says, rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. If You've seen the Princess Bride, you know what I'm talking about. They're on the edge of the fire swamp. They're running away from Prince Humperdinck. And they're about to enter the fire swamp. And Princess Buttercup says, nobody can survive the fire swamp. And Wesley says, they only say that because nobody has. And as they get in the fire swamp, he says, we, we already know. We know the dangers. What are these three dangers? And he lists those three dangers. But it's interesting, as soon as Wesley says, I don't think they exist, what happens? He gets attacked by a rodent of unusual size. There's three of them there, and they fight him. Um, and I, I feel that that's, in some manner, Solomon's speaking to his son, you're on an adventure. You have a path laid out before you. Uh, what waits on the other side? And why did Wesley go through it? Because on the other side, there was this promise that he and Princess Buttercup would be free. Why will I face these things? Because it's certain death this way. But the way forward, though there be these perils of the fire swamp, it'll be worth it. It is worth the risk because what awaits us on the other side. And I feel like that's the the writer here saying, son, you've got to know about the perils, but you also have to understand what awaits you on the other side. What does wisdom give you as a young man and as a young woman? What does it give you? And so that's where we pick up here in Proverbs chapter 3. We'll start at verse 13. If you're able, please stand for the reading of God's word. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. By the way, those are almost always put together in Proverbs, wisdom and understanding. So uh, wisdom being uh, uh, objective truths, understanding being how we use those truths, how we apply those truths. I know this But does knowing this, does it it play out in how I interact? So those always seem to be together in Proverbs. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. The Lord, by His wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, He established the heavens. By His knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. They will be your life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you'll walk on your way securely and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it's due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I'll give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason. When he has done you no harm, do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Toward the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. The grass withers, the flower fades, the word of our God will stand forever. You may be seated. I do a little uh, financial coaching on the side. Uh, and I was working with somebody, and we were trying to open up one of their accounts. And uh, I, I said, what's the password? And he kind of smiled and he goes, my password is, is it worth it, question mark. (laughs) I said, what's that for? He goes, well, before I spend my money, I want to just type those words in. Every time before I spend my money, I just want to type in, is it worth it? Uh, Before I hit add to cart or buy now button from Amazon, is it worth it? Wisdom is hard work. You will not grow in your faith and knowledge of God without hard work, without diligently putting yourself to study his word. It's hard work. What he's telling his son is hard work. He is saying, son, don't just take it easy like the rest of your friends and think that life's going to be great. That way is going to end to peril and turmoil and struggle. What is normal in life is not good enough for you. It's worth it. But it is hard work. It's probably hard for one main reason. To get wisdom from God requires something that we just hate. Something that we are diametrically opposed to and we don't seek it. To get wisdom from God means we have to be humble. It means we humble ourselves and we say and we live and we believe, I don't know everything. In fact, I don't even know all the stuff I don't know. But I'm humbling myself. We realize that in just about every discipline, don't we? If I want to be a good basketball player, I humble myself, and I go and engage a coach who is going to tell me the things I do wrong, is going to correct behavior. I want to be a good husband. I put myself under the teaching, the discipleship, the mentorship of God's word, hopefully, and a person that says, here are the things you've got to change. Here's where you need to repent. We humble ourselves. It's the same with God's word. In fact, it's the greatest, greatest roadblock to us becoming closer to our God. Pride. Saying, I I know that already. And it's just inherent in ourselves. Right? When somebody tells you something... You find yourself saying, I already know that. Or you want to make sure that you already know that. Um, and, and and so our, our pride gets in the way, and the Father is saying, Son, you must humble yourself to understand um, and, and to receive God's wisdom. It's worth it, son. Sure, it's easier to claim ignorance. I didn't know. It's easier to just try and be like everyone else but son pursue wisdom now there are four different sections in in this proverb and i probably should have broken it down in four but i I have it just for ease of use and because i'm presbyterian in three points the first uh, verses 13 to 18 talks about the value that wisdom has in general um, so he doesn't particularly say my son, it's humanity. The second section, 19 and 20, those, those two verses uh, probably taken from another source that, that he would have read or said. Uh, the value of wisdom is demonstrated in God himself in creation. The third part is the value to his son. The fourth part is the value of wisdom to the outside world, and then a concluding summary. So, we're going to race through those things together, and we're going to kind of put them in three different categories. The sermon and sentence this morning is that wisdom from God, it not only blesses the Christian, but really it is to bless the entire world. Uh, As we said in our time of confession, uh, the sojourner, the widow, the stranger, the orphan, are they blessed because we worship God Almighty? Um, Wisdom has this eye to the future, All right. So wisdom really is uh, much of wisdom and the attaining of wisdom and the work towards getting wisdom is this eye to the future. Where am I going? What do I need to know to have a better future? Wisdom eyes the future. Wisdom blesses the future. Remember a couple of weeks ago he we talked about storing it up and there was this sense that that I, I, am, I am learning and I'm applying myself to the Word of God knowing that it might not be applicable today but a year from now two years from now um, on on my phone on my drive back from the wedding um, I talked to a couple and I was able to talk to this couple who has three kids just the same spacing as ours uh, and and I was able to talk to them about discipline, about emotions, tantrums, Uh, I was able to say, I think we did this right, I think we did that wrong. Um, and, And yet I said, you know, here where we are now where we are today with my adult children, I want to give you encouragement where we are today with them. There were moments when we were exactly where you are. There were moments when we were just where you are. And I thought we've done everything wrong and all is lost. But where we are today was a result of God's faithfulness and his grace. Um, but, but don't give up. Wisdom has an eye to the future. Wisdom blesses the future. Wisdom points us to the Father. Points us to God the Father. And, and it does so because, do you realize, our future? our future depends entirely upon our relationship to God the Father. Let me say that again in case you're drowsy not paying attention, our future, your future depends entirely on the relationship you have with God the Father. Every bit of where you're going, what you're doing, what that will look like, every bit of it depends on the relationship you have with God the Father. So we start here in verse 13. In a sense, it echoes the Sermon on the Mount, blessed is the one And it ends in verse 18, they're called blessed. We are blessed uh, to know God. It's interesting, in the Beatitudes, everyone is blessed, even though all their circumstances are different. Uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are you when men revile you, persecute you, say all manner of evil against you. Blessed are you. Why does he say that? Because your relationship with the Father You're able to make sense of it all. You have a future. So verses 13 to 18 and verses 21 to 26, uh, the writer here is saying, here is the value of wisdom to us. I've listed six different things uh, in these two sections I'm going to piece together. Uh, But the overarching theme is wisdom is more valuable than silver, gold, jewels, nothing you desire can compare to her. And again, he personifies wisdom as a woman. So he's saying she is this and she is that. Uh, she, to have wisdom, is better to have better than to have money, uh, better than to have wealth. Uh, so he's in six things, he's six categories that he's telling his son, wisdom is going to help you with this. The first is long life. Verse 16 and 18. Uh, long life is in her hand. Uh, Those who lay hold of her are called blessed. She is a tree of life. The Egyptian god Maat held wisdom and justice in her left hand, and in her right hand she held life. He says to his son, long life is a blessing to those who are wise. Now he's not necessarily saying that to be wise with God means you're going to live longer. But he's saying, long life is blessed to those who know God, right? To those who have long life who are miserable, and lonely, it's a curse, right? You hear about those people. I, I just I am ready for it to be over. There's nothing left to live for. To the wise, to the one who knows our Lord Son, if you follow the wisdom of the Lord, your long life will be blessed. Verse twenty-two, life for your soul eternal life verse 18 she's this tree of life absolutely hearkening back to Genesis chapter 2 the tree of life Revelation 2 the church that has promised that there's a tree of life in the paradise of God son long life comes with wisdom and understanding of who God is riches Uh, Secondly, verse 16, riches, long lives in her right hand, in her left hand are riches and honor. And the same thought here, riches without relationship isn't a blessing. We're enamored with wealthy people, but we find wealthy people struggle at times. Who loves them? Who knows them? A wealthy man can buy a woman a really nice, nice, big, fat, honking rock for her finger but it can't make her love him. It's a joke my boy said. It's just them, so don't get mad at me. DeAndre says, hey, Jordan, can a woman make you a millionaire? Jordan says, only if you're a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh. Do you get it? (laughs) But money can be a blessing. But without relationship. Without love, it doesn't buy what we want it to buy. Money can put food on the table, but it won't bring fellowship around it. Money can buy a house, but not make it a home. What does Thomas Tusser say? A fool and his money are soon parted. Probably from Proverbs 21. Son, wisdom will give you riches. Inexorbable riches that won't fade or rust. Wisdom will give you honor, verse 16. Wisdom bestows honor, right? We listen to the wise. We value the friendships of the wise. We take their advice. Son, you will be sought after as you know me, as you understand God. Direction is given. Verse 17, her ways, the direction is pleasant. It's without the stress of lies, deceit, and ignorance. Verse 23, you will walk on your way securely. Verse 17, security. Her paths are peace. Look at verse 24 to 26. You're not going to be afraid to go to sleep. Your sleep will be peaceful. There will be no need for you to fear sudden terrors or any ruin that affects the wicked. Wisdom will give you confidence, verse 18. The tree of life that you hold fast, and you're called blessed. Verse 26, the Lord is your confidence. He will keep your feet from being caught. That is the wisdom given to my son and to those who follow it. And then in verse 19 to 20, this just little, like, wedged in there. Um, there's this, hey, son, have you ever noticed the world? have you looked at creation when you when you look at my father's world when you look at creation do you see god's wisdom and understanding in putting all of this together and he uses one illustration here he talks about rain and i mean it's 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 applicable for us isn't it one area of the country is dry and dying and the lakes are just going down, and parts are on fire, and another part of the country is flooded, and people are drowning. Son, have you ever thought about how amazing it is that God would create water? That there's this substance that's been around since creation? And that, and that this water, that he would, he, would, he would take it from the ocean into the sky and into the plains. Have you ever thought about the wisdom of God? Son, why would you not go to this God and all that he has revealed and ask this God for wisdom in your life? All of creation speaks to it. Now, some of you have seen my beautiful pond in the backyard. Tammy shakes her head. She wants to get rid of it. It's the kiddie pool that filled up with water, mosquitoes, uh, plants, things I put in there. Uh, Last year I got a bunch of tadpoles. I had to wait for like little kids to come so I could pretend it was for them. It's totally for me. I love tadpoles. I love frogs. They're just the best. Yes, uh, a couple days ago, tree frog. Found a tree frog. I'm like, Tammy, tree frog. I'm so excited about this tree frog. Let me tell you about this tree frog. Tree frog is amazing, okay? The tree frogs It's about this big. And um, the skin of the tree frog looks just like the elm tree in my yard. It's phenomenal. Take it, you put it on there and you step back and you can't see it. Now, some people would say that's because somehow there is this divine thing called evolution. And the frogs themselves uh, said the more gray and the more lined we get, the, 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 the happier we'll be. We'll get eaten less by birds now the beauty of this tree frog is yeah it looks just like the bark until it moves and as it takes a step bright orange just bright orange and i've always loved as i look at creation i've always loved this balance that our god has i mean it is just it is an amazing thing isn't it there are certain species that breed voraciously so they can feed those other species that eat voraciously from water, algae, to the complexity of a human being. The father is saying to son, when you consider the creation and the land that you're in, think of the wisdom of God, the intricate design that he has in putting all of this together. It's displayed for you that you will not worship creation, but you will worship the creator. And then lastly, the value of wisdom, son, to the rest of the world, I'll say this again. If God saves you, it's not just for you. When God calls you to be his, it's not just that you'll have a great life. It's not that just things will be easier. It's not that just uh, I'm getting saved from going to hell. When God calls you, he has purposes for the entire world for you. Our world is to be a better place because we are ruled by grace and the gospel we're to surprise people we're to pray for our enemies we're to love those who persecute us we're to make this world a better place and so he starts listing all of these things i call them wisdom's obligations son uh... this is what your life is to look like when you know god when you understand it when you're full of his wisdom now remember i said proverbs is he's basically saying son uh here are the instructions for using the rest of scripture as you read scripture you're going to encounter wisdom in various forms right it's going to be in proverbs it's going to be in psalms it's going to be in stories it's going to be in commandments uh you you some things you'll resonate with uh, as you read scripture you are to become wise in your understanding of god um and and that's why exodus 23 if your enemy's donkey wanders off, you are to help him. The whole rest of the world says, if your enemy's donkey wanders off, you say, ha ha <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, if I was your friend, I'd help you out here. But this serves you right. Isn't that the, that that's just the normal response of human beings? Too bad, too bad for you. Should have listened to me. God is saying, no, the world will be a better place because you love me. And so he, he has all of these do not. So That's verses 28. Uh, do not, um, all the way through verse 31, do not do these things. Uh, I, I put it in the notes a little bit different in a sense of the positive side. Uh, do good to your neighbors. He says, don't withhold good. Pay when you can help. Don't plan evil against them. It was interesting. I got my AC replaced. And it was a lot of money. I was not happy about it. And they just <coughs> didn't bill me. For the longest time. Now, you may not have these thoughts, but sometimes as a pastor, you have these thoughts of, maybe they're just doing it because I'm a pastor. Hmm. That's a pretty great gift. Good to serve Jesus, and then I thought maybe I ought to just call them and say, "Hey, um, it's been a month. <laughs> uh, should I pay you guys? <laughs> you know, I know you had to buy stuff. I know you had. To, you, I know you had people in here. I know you're up in the attic sweating away. I, I got a bill, so that's good to know. But it's that thought they say." Don't, son, think that, hey, I just got away with this. And you got the worker there. Hey, they, they, they need it. They, they, son, be a good boss. Be a good employee. If you have it, give it. Be good to strangers when he says it. Don't contend with a man for no reason. Keep a good distance from the violent. Don't envy the devious Don't envy them. Don't look and see and say, Wow, they don't seem to care about all the hurt and pain. They seem to just get away with it, scot-free son. Don't do that. Be good to all. And then in verses 32 to 35, he kind of brings it to a conclusion. He says these are going to be the two distinct relationships. And we'll see this throughout Proverbs. Just a real clear divide. Uh, Those who are wise in the Lord and those who are ignorant of the Lord. Uh, those who are ignorant, he calls devious. And uh, I should have given you this, but it's like a little chart. You've got the devious and the upright. Verse 32 says, the devious, they are an abomination to the Lord. Right? The Lord looks at them and he is appalled at them. The upright, they are in God's confidence. Isn't that beautiful? It's in God's confidence. God is leading you and sharing with you purpose, favor, Verse 33, uh, the devious, the proud are cursed, they're wicked. The upright are blessed by God. Verse 34, the devious, God is scornful to them. The upright, they're humble and they receive his favor. Verse 35, the devious get disgrace. They're fools and their lives end in disgrace and the upright inherit honor. The wisdom of God, it is worth pursuing. It is worth studying. It is worth giving your life to know Him. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we would take these words to heart. We would be students of your word, not that it would puff us up with knowledge, but it would build us up in grace. We might know more and more of your character to trust you, Father, in light of so many varied and different temptations. Father, I pray for the students and the young people with us. We don't know even as a church what they face even 10 years from now. Many various temptations. It's hard to just know what the world will look like. But we pray that they would set themselves to know you. That you are unchangeable because you are perfect. That there is nothing you need to learn. There is no areas that you need to grow. There is nothing that you have forgotten. And there is nothing that you do not know. That your living and active word would take root in their hearts and their souls. Would be a light to them. A guide to their path. Father, we pray for the parents it was in the midst of raising children and dealing, Father, with so many pressures, such busy schedules and demands. You'd enable them, Father, to demonstrate in reality and to live that to know God and to understand Him is what we value most in our home and in our lives. It is what separates us from the walls. It what gives us purpose. It's what helps us know how to love, to discipline, and to train you. Oh, Lord, will the pressures of this outside world fade and will they rest in the knowledge of God and his wisdom. Father, now as we take the bread and we drink the cup, we pray you set these elements aside. We might know again that we are bound to Christ We don't stand before you on the basis of whether we were able to apply all this wisdom to ourselves and therefore rescue ourselves. No, the wisdom, Father, that you have given us leads us to a Savior. And says, oh, let me find someone to rescue me. We pray, Lord, that this bread would minister to our souls, that Christ is sufficient. He has accomplished what is necessary for us to be your favored child. As we drink the cup that we would celebrate with Christians around the globe that Christ's blood was sufficient to remove the stain of my sin, my doubt, my rebellion, all washed away, all forgiven and cleansed by his blood. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. scriptures tell us that on the night he was betrayed our lord took bread as i do ministering in his name and after he'd given thanks he broke it and he said to his disciples this is my body broken for you eat from this all of you and in the same manner he took the cup he said to them this cup is the new covenant in my blood it is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins drink from this all of you. The prophet Isaiah says, let us reason, let us think, let us use our minds as we consider this work of God. He says, though your sins will be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They'll be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Let us reason together. And that is the beauty of our gospel. That is the beauty of being a child of God. Whenever his word opens up areas of weakness and sin and rebellion and doubt, we are able to apply the beautiful work of Christ to that. My desire always is that you would leave this place overjoyed at your salvation, more secure than you were when you walked in. Yes, I pray that you leave with maybe a renewed sense of spiritual disciplines, prayer and reading of the word and study. Absolutely. But not so God would love you but because God does love you. You would hunger to know him because the more you know him, the more you are secure. The more the terrors and anxiety slowly start to dissipate as you rest upon what he has done. This table is for those who have committed their lives to him. They have repented of their sins, and they realize that there is only salvation found in Jesus Christ. I trust in what he has done for me, and I look to him for my salvation. If you've yet to do that, I encourage you uh, to stay seated or not, not take of the elements, but to consider the wisdom of God. All those things that the Father tells His Son, our world offers through various means, don't they? Riches and honor and wealth, security. And the world can't give it. Right? We've seen wealthy people insecure, unloved. We've seen strong people succumbed to all various forms of frailties. Our God offers eternal security for his people. Brothers and sisters, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Hallelujah. 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 These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Um, Bo, can you serve with me this morning? Just a reminder, uh, this is regular bread. The cut pieces are gluten-free. You don't need to do that. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, The white is grape juice and the red is wine. When you're ready, come to the Lord's table. Christ's blood given for you, brother. Jason, Christ's blood shed for you, my friend. Thank you. Pat, Christ's blood given for you. Christ's blood given for you, Ashley. God bless you, sister. For you, Ricky. Christ's blood for you, Claire. Christ blood for you, Anna. God bless you. Stay on Christ's blood given for you. Angie, Christ's blood shed for you, sister. Travis, Christ's blood given for you. Corby, Christ's blood given for you, brother. Morgan, Christ's blood given for you, sister. Christ's blood given for you, Scotty. God bless you. Kim, Christ's blood shed for you. Tom, Christ's blood given for you, brother. Uriah, Christ's blood shed on your behalf, brother. Justin, Christ's blood given for you. Blood shed for you, Heidi. God bless you. Beth, Christ's blood given for you. Mary, Christ's blood shed for you, sister. It's blood shed for you, John. God bless you, brother. Vanessa, Christ's blood given for you. Blood shed for you, partner. Thanks, brother. God bless you. Christ's body given on your behalf, take and eat. His and blood shed that we might have a clear, clean conscience. Drink. Let's stand and sing.